Voice Memos podcast with Jen and Myron. Hey, welcome to Voice Memos. I am Myron Clifton and my co-host is Jennifer. So Jennifer is a wonderful lady. She's originally from Wisconsin, now in California, flaming redhead with a beautiful big old dog named Mojito that I call Beast. She's a great sister, daughter, and a great friend. And uh, she is my co-host. Hey, Jennifer. Hello, hello. So nice that we're recording this because I get to save this and hear this over and over again, the compliments that you gave me. So I lied. <laughs> this is my friend and probably my bestest friend. I've known Myron over 20 years. He is a published author. He is an amazing writer, highly intelligent. And one thing that I can really tell you about him that stands out is how he raises his daughter, Leah. I said, today we will meet at 5.55 after my walk. And what time did I say hello to you? 5.50, motherfucking five. And you know what? You could have just shown up at 555 instead of giving me a one-minute play-by-play. Play-by-play. <laughs> <laughs> I would to hold up a blow. sign. I would hold up a sign. Nobody cares. <laughs> just show up. You know, that reminds me of those that phrase, did I give you, I'm going to give you a blow-by-blow. I don't <laughs> what? <laughs> That's what that basketball player, John Morant, was getting in that script Ooh. club, a blow-by-blow. <laughs> Hey. <laughs> okay, look. Before I forget, I saw a clip of a video that uh the actor Gwyneth Paltrow did. Yes, okay. Tell me more. Just this week and Wait, the interviewer asked before, her about before you uh, go on. Can yes. you make sure? Are we sure? Because you always run all the same white people together. So are you sure? <laughs> Look, that's the lady that runs Goop and sells um, her vagina smell. Correct. Candles. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Continue yes. on. <laughs> so, so the guy asked her about like eating or something like that. And she said for breakfast, she may have tea. For lunch, she may have bone broth and for, and for dinner, a vegetable. Is she, is she still alive? Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> and, and like go to the spa in the middle of the day or like a, a sauna or something like that. Like that's, that's it. Oh. And I just thought, like, not just me, but for she's in her 40s, maybe like 50 by now. And that's an eating disorder. Like that's what the hell? That's an eating disorder. Yes. Right? You cannot live as a grown-up off of vegetable soup and heat. And, and did you say heat? <laughs> no, tea. But heat, oh. yeah, heat and tea. Exactly. <laughs> like, what the hell? That is insane. She's 50, so she was born in 72. And my sister, if, when she listens to this, she is going to go ape shit, you know, because intuitive eating and clinical dietitian and, um, you know, the, fat is not a disease, which right. brings up an interesting point because 
I also saw something about maybe Gwyneth taking that Ozempic and Ozempic and oh. Govi. Those are all those. That's what they're saying. Some of the Kardashians have taken. It's that um, type two diabetes medication that's been seen to cause weight loss. Right. Um, that is that over the course of a year. I just read an article about it, about another person um, who took it. Just it wasn't a celebrity. Now she took it. And I guess you get weekly injections into your stomach or something. Yeah. And if you don't have insurance, because some insurances don't cover it, it could be about a thousand dollars a month. Oh, Lordy. A thousand. And, and my sister has told me that they stop studies. So once they start seeing weight loss start to go up or rise up, the study will stop. So you don't really get to see the long-term effects on it. And all of these things are not sustainable. Like, are you going to be on that medication for the rest of your life? That's, that's what the one um, lady says. She did it for, she had, um, had, I think a couple of kids. I don't know her story, but anyway, she wanted to be ready for something, some big event or something. Maybe it was her wedding or whatever. And so she did it for, you know, after 11 months, she had lost 50 pounds. And, and then she stopped, right? Because she got into the dress, you know, this whole kind of scene. And she felt better. She felt healthier. And she said she felt like her old self again. And then she stopped. And like a, within a couple of months, she had regained 10 pounds. Yep. And so the doctor told her, you know, it's not, it's just like if you have, um, say, high blood pressure or hypertension, you start taking the medication. If you stop, but you haven't changed fundamentally what you do and how you live and eat and exercise, it's going to come right back. Yep. So yep. she says she had to change her life like that, you know, you know, that, you know, that thing. But remember, you know, when you think about uh, my sister and I will have, and I keep saying this because she's heavily educated on just the clinical dietitian part of it and then intuitive eating. So I, I use her as a reference because we have discussion around like fat bias. And as an example, um, that movie, The Whale. Now I just watched The Whale, Brendan Fraser won oh, the Academy fine. Award. And it is, you know, because the the weight loss and fat industry is a billion dollar a year industry, right? It tells you that fat is not healthy, although that is not the case. I mean, right. it has been, those, those sort of statements have been debunked, but there is this, there is this marketing scheme and this ploy to keep people believing that, you know, your body should look a certain way when essentially your body will tell you how it should look. And right. talking about the whale, you know, a lot of folks out there that are, you know, that are about body image and making sure that you're comfortable in your skin and not doing a comparison. They talked about the whale just showing how sad and the hatred of fat people in, in this culture, how intense it is. That someone, someone that said, yeah, someone said to me on one of my social accounts, they said, you know, one of the last groups you can get away with making fun of and slandering and slurry are fat people yeah yeah right it is it's really terrible like fat phobia is a real thing fat, it's a real thing and i think i struggled with it for a while you know i mean for some people that know and you know i had a, a, a significant weight loss journey that i was on myself and you i there's part of me that has a fat phobia and i don't necessarily maybe it's under the um, maybe it's under that umbrella of fat phobia but i 
visually look at people and think of how attractive they are because of their body. They're, they're smaller, they're really lean, they're muscular, you know? So I find myself more attracted to that. And I, you know, do I, do I find fatness a like sort of, um, unattractive? And I don't think that's the case because I've learned, but they, because the hatred for fat people, and then you put somebody in a suit, right. And then, you know, you, you put them in this situation. If you haven't seen the movie, I'm not ruining anything, but just the gluttony and how he treated himself and how other people treated him. Uh, it was a really sad movie to watch and to recognize and celebrate that he won an Academy Award because he wore a fat suit is not, uh, it's not really uh, going over across that's right, right. I, I, I read something about that. That that is really interesting because you know it's a funny little um uh how do you say that? It's interesting that you brought that movie up and him in the fat suit playing. Uh, he wasn't the whale, but the movie The Whale. Um, and I brought up Gwyneth Paltrow because she was in that movie where she wore a fat suit, and the guy, like the guy, her love interest, didn't realize she was really as fat as she was, because like some magic or some, you know, something that happened. Hell. Yes, shallow hell. And the entire movie was just fat jokes. The entire movie. And they were the, they're the brunt of the joke. They are disgusting. They are, I mean, they're not, they're not viewed. And I, I you know, you're not viewed. I don't want to say there, but you're not yeah. viewed as a human being. And it's, you're able to be demoralized and you're not looked at as actually an individual. It's, it's crazy. And that movie shed some light on just the cruelty of someone. You can watch the trailer and it's just about a man who decides he wants, he doesn't really want to live. And he sort of starts to eat himself to death, like just Uh, because he's so unhappy and the concept is all there. And I understand what what everybody was going for. But as, as my sister shared some of her feedback, I didn't look at it in that perspective. I looked at it as like, wow, this is really sad. And he's being so mistreated. And you take somebody that's just in a fat suit portraying someone that's fat. It's just, it's a, it's a weird dynamic how we have been, we have been, um, I I thought, thought to believed or taught to believed how individual how you should actually look like who created this template of being skinny and victorious secret right who who created right. that that's what we were supposed to be inundated with i guess from marketing and you know milk does a body good when we know yeah. in fact it didn't you know all those things that were taught and ingrained and indoctrinated into us how yeah. do where did we get that because you know in the 1800s if you were a larger person, you were deemed wealthy because right, right, right. You have to, you could eat. That's exactly it. You could eat, and one expression or the most common expression of your wealth was that you ate every day. Every day. <laughs> yeah, you weren't you weren't starving and living on scraps. Like you were, you had money because you ate you ate every day. Where did we change? Where did that start to change? I mean, it's, it's a big topic that, you know, maybe one of these days we'll spend some time, get my sister on and just talk through, I, I, talking through some of that, um, fat phobia, body grief. I mean, there's, there's so many layers to 
bodies. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's like that whole BMI scam, you know. That's oh based my on, God. You know, just based on a, yeah. And there's layers to that stuff. And it's just based on, you know, it's just raw, it's just it's bad science, is what it is. It's bad science. That's and it just it, you know, it took over. And you know, I, I read I can remember the person who said it, but this one lady said, look, when I go to the doctor, she no, she was giving advice. She said, when you go to the doctor. If the first thing they tell you is stand on a scale, tell them, no, you're not standing on the scale. Like have them deal with you as a human before they figure out your weight and start putting you in a box of BMI bullshit. Yep. All the problems. Oh, all those problems you're complaining about is because you're overweight. So I, when I go to the doctor or my sister goes to the doctor, we just say, I'm, I'm not getting weighed today. That like, and they go, okay. Like they can't force you to get on the scale. Right. I mean, that's exactly. So it's funny because when you and I talk about, you know, how we have evolved, whether good or bad, I mean, our history in America is going to a little bit of fascism in some of our states, but Mm -hmm. um, it's the same when we think about uh, dog trainers. So when you think of a dog trainer, who's like the first dog trainer that comes to mind? Dog trainer? I I don't know if I know anything about. Like the dog whisperer? Oh, the dog was, yeah, I know that little name. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So he is definitely, he is not highly regarded in the dog training world. So there was a study in some trainer years ago that talked about dog training and packs of wolves and, and, and put the study together. And then shortly after that debunked it because Dogs right. have been so domesticated that their 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 lineage from wolves is so far removed. So yeah, it, yeah, that's a good point. And so he created and but because Caesar Milan puts dogs in situations and and some physical abuse it, when he's training them, the the zapping, the hitting. But people thought. That's how you train dogs because Caesar Milan was everywhere. He was on Oprah. Wow. He had his own TV show. He, um, you know, you saw him. Yeah, the dog whisper. It was the only one of its kind with people that really didn't know how to train their dogs. Of course, are watching TV. Of course, are watching Oprah and thinking this is how I have to train my dog. But that's literally yeah. been. He is not. He is not highly regarded in the dog training world, and um, it goes in line with how you and I were just talking about how things sort of get removed or in, indoctrinated into your mind that that we don't know how it gets there. But man, the power of marketing is fucking unbelievable. It is. And you know what's funny you say about the dogs and the wolves because I read recently, I think it was Science Magazine, that, that the original scientist who created the whole term that we now know as the, the alpha wolf, and you yes. know, then we have all these alpha males, he said that was all wrong. And he spent his life trying to undo that like there is no alpha male with a pack of wolves it's rotate it rotates the leadership rotates through all the wolves depending on the day the situation things like that there is no one wolf in charge he says so this whole industry built around you know alpha males and all this bullshit none of that's true it's crazy and but people are still because it's an industry <clears throat> follow the money right it's how you make you you promote this you can now have caesar milan dog leashes and dog wow. food i mean so you just keep continuing to put that out there and spend the money marketing it people don't see that bullshit it's 
it, it's crazy. I, I was telling you before we got here, speaking of dogs that, you know, I walk my neighborhood every day. I mean, I see the same dogs, you know, I see some of their behaviors and, you know, the owners and you know, which dog is reactive because the owners will cross the street. I had a reactive dog. So, you know, you see those little tricks or, you know, a right. dog that's afraid of people and you just all of, I get to know names and, you know, some of them mm -hmm. let me pet them. Um, so today I'm walking, I see this German shepherd and this German shepherd pulls on this young woman. I mean, it is first, they have a heart, they have a, they have a, um, a harness on him rather than a collar, but you know, the harness allows more pulling to happen. So, you know, I just feel so bad because the dog is yeah. pulling and the dog sensed something because he was on alert and he was looking and trying right. to pull in one direction. So I looked down the street and I see two teenagers and one probably preteen chasing three dogs that must have gotten out of the house. So they're zigzagging and one of the girls doesn't have shoes on, you know, they're zigzagging, zigzagging, calling names. So I just sort of bend down a little bit and I say, come here, baby, come here, babies. And they come to me, I mean, instantly, um, two, one, two beautiful pits. One's a little older, um, probably four or five. And the other one was a puppy. And she's like, Oh, she bites. I go, of course she bites. She's a puppy, you know, and she, she didn't bite me at all. But so I grabbed onto them and then, um, I had both of them and they was like, Oh my God, thank you so much. So then, uh, they, I said, are you sure you can take them? Because the preteen was like, you know, probably 11 or something. And this dog, this puppy is wild, you know, trying to get out of the, the collar. So I say, <clears throat> I say, listen, so then I, I'm walking, I go, I can help a little, I can help. I see that you're a little overwhelmed and right. the little girl like hits the dog on top of the head. Now, not hard, but I said, no, 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 no. We don't hit the dog on top of the head. You're not teaching the dog anything. I said, how about this? How about let me pick up the puppy and then I'll carry him back to your house for you so that, you know, you don't have to struggle and you have no shoes on. They're like, oh, that sounds so good. I didn't mean to hit him on the head. I was just like, trying to get it to stop. And I said, yeah, I get it. You know, no, of course you can't tell 11 year old, but she didn't hit the dog hard. But I thought to myself, I'm going to steal this dog. Like the dog looked yeah. healthy and, and not in any sort of distress and not abused or anything like that. But um, at that moment, I got him back and the, the teenager thanked me. I was walking away and I thought to myself, you know, I've been thinking about a dog. And at that moment I realized, oh, whatever dog I get, it's going to be four or five years old. I am not dealing with that puppy. <laughs> Long story short, I realized the next dog I get will not be a puppy because I can imagine that that puppy is probably in that house just tearing shit up, like from furniture to shoes, because it's not getting, it clearly wasn't, it's not getting walked because it had so much energy and it got out. It was like freedom, motherfuckers. So to you, if I get a dog soon, it will be a dog that's at least past the puppy stage. So three to five years old. That's good. Yeah, that I, I like that. I, I wish that that guy or somebody would get my neighbor that walks that that oh. big grown German Shepherd without a leash. You know? <laughs> Still happening, huh? <laughs> it, it, yeah. And you know what? You know, I, I try to look at it, you know, in a positive way that and that dog is so big and they're, you know, that dog needs space to roam and the park is not far away and they take the dog to the park about four or five times a day oh shit right and so i'm just thinking because you know you know the dog poops and pisses and they probably just don't want it around the house but anyway they do walk the dog and that's good yeah that is good and, and they will take the dog to the park or down the street 
on the leash and he pulls, right? He still, he pulls, but coming back and it's a couple, it's a a man and a lady. And usually it's more him now than her. She sort of stopped doing it, but more him. You just see the dog come running by, you know, and maybe not at full speed, but very fast. And then maybe, I don't know, five, 10, 15 seconds later, here he comes. And I'm like, why? why?" And the dog knows where they live, obviously. But why would you have that dog off the leash? It just, it it annoys you. I get it. Right? He, um, so politically, there's a lot of bullshit going on, right? I mean, I I don't know if we're going to have a forum to talk about it. But can we talk about, I think we should give some substance to the Willow Project. Um, yes, yes. So right now, what is deemed is that Biden signed in the Willow Project. For those of you that don't know, and, and Myron, you could probably articulate a little better than me. The Willow Project is Alaska pipe manning for oil, basically. Right, right. Um, and we didn't do that before. Is that, am I correct in that, that it wasn't something we were drilling into in the past? Um. Uh, no, that, that part's not correct. So they've been drilling for oil in Alaska for, I don't know, 70 years or something. Okay. Like it's, it, it has long been one of the um, most, I don't know, most drilled is not the right word, but where, where we get, I think, most of our oil from per state, like they comes from Alaska. And back when I was a kid, it was a big deal about building the pipeline from Alaska to bring okay. that oil the states and so and so the willow project which just um president biden signed this is a great topic jen to talk about generational politics okay so and i'll tell you why uh it's conical phillips there that's the the oil company they signed that lease with the u.s government um more than 20 years ago wow that goes back to the 90s when bill clinton was president when that, when that lease was signed. And so you, so they signed the lease with the feds for all these different oil fields. And because there's so much up there, they just got into this, this wow. one here. So when President Biden got in office, he said, okay, we're gonna stop them from the, the Willow Project as it's called. But the lower courts already ruled and said, you don't have that power. That that contract that they've had for over 20 years is binding. They have the right to do that. So President Biden, because we don't have a dictator, he could have said, okay, we're hands off. Or he could have said, we're going to sue to um, take it to, we're going to escalate and take it to court, to the higher court, just keep going. But the handwriting on the wall was because the lower courts already said it is binding. They can do it. And because the conservatives run the Supreme Court, because people decided to vote for Donald Trump instead of Hillary Clinton, he was going to win that. Like, you're not going to win that at the conservative Supreme Court. So what President Biden did instead, wait a minute, before before I get to that, the, the senators there, the Democrats in and Alaska, and most, not all, but most of the Native people there want and were in favor of this, 
uh, the Willow Project. Okay, so then what, what the Biden administrators decided to do instead was they said, okay, wait, we can't beat this in court. They're going to be able to do it. But what we can do is we can, we can scale down. They went to them and said, look, scale down what you're going to do. Because even though the lower court threw it out and said, Biden, you can't do anything um, about this. They said, we're going to, they negotiated to scale it down. And as part of scaling it down, it was sort of like, well, the best we could do is get them to cut back or else if they, if they would have gone to the court and lost, they also would have had to pay a $5 billion fine. We the taxpayers. So he said, okay, we're not going to do it, but you'll get that. But at the same time, he signed into legislation in, in perpetuity, meaning this cannot be changed by court or another president. Uh, they blocked off another 16 million acres of Alaskan Arctic, uh, Alaskan Arctic, both onshore and coastal water that, re- that restricts all oil and gas drilling forever, right? So it was sort of like, a, it wasn't a, a compromise compromise, but the company did agree to scale back what they were gonna do so, because they didn't want to go to court either, because it would just it would just delay everything and cost so, money. Yes, and 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 they would lose money. So, I don't know. Like, I wish we didn't have to drill for oil, and I think in this situation, the Biden administration did the best they could. But the far left of the Democratic Party is blasting for it, even yeah. though, even though, and this is what people forget about. Not forget, but you have to remember, we don't have a dictator. He can't, he doesn't have the power to do it. You have to go through the courts. And the courts already struck him down once, said, nope, they have the right. And if you take it even further to the Supreme Court, you're probably going to lose and pay a $5 billion fine. And he didn't implement this 20 years ago. No, that wasn't him. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it wasn't him. That was back during the Clinton administration. And it's like, well, uh, you just can't, you can't do it. So... He, he wow. did some other stuff. He suspended some more drilling in the Gulf of Mexico. And, you know, he did some other stuff. So, okay, we're going to block some other things. And, you know, someone else made a really good point that even though we would love to not drill for oil and all that kind of stuff, we're not there. No. Like, we're not there. The, not just this nation, but this world is not there. It is still, you know, oil and gas that that keeps shit going in this, in this world. And though you want solar and wind and uh, 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 water and, you know, some people don't even want nuclear, but that's pretty efficient. Um, we still are run by oil and oil and gas. And, 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 and you rather get it from your own lands than have to import it. Yeah, that's true. Cause then you run the risk of, you know, someone having that, sort of control over what comes in and what, you know, what you're allowed to take in. Yeah. Yeah. And and yeah that's exactly it. And, and the federal judge that blocked it, he was a Trump appointee. He said, no, he, he blocked it. He said, you can't stop these people, which in all fairness, they've had those leases for 20 something years. And, and they made the deal with the U S government and you can't just backtrack on a contract. Like that's just, that's the way it goes. So if let's just say our worst nightmare and and Trump had won office for this, you know, these four years that Biden is in, if this would have been Trump signing into it, 
the media would have said, this is going to create jobs. Yes. He's saving some of the land. You see how the narrative sort of shifts when it's yes. Biden? Yes, it, it, it does. It's, um, it's, um, it's that thing I think we were talking, I don't know if we were talking about it on the show or online or, or voice memos with each other, but it is Republicans do something and normally the press will praise them. And then if the Republic, if Democrats do something, they will say, why didn't you do more or better? And then if Republicans mess something up, the press says to the Democrats, why did you let that happen? Oh. And it's, it, it's almost like a, um, an abusive relationship, right? It's almost like that. It's like, it's like you blame the victim. And, and then, you know, if you don't, if Trump was not president, and this wasn't even a Trump thing, like this goes back to Bill Clinton. So you go, well, Bill Clinton was a Democratic president. Why would he have signed those leases back then? Well, the people of Alaska wanted it. And it was a whole different oil and gas situation then. Like, so totally different. And that's what we were doing. We were, we were weaning ourselves off mostly Saudi oil, right? And we said, we have oil, new technology that can find oil right here in this country. And we won't be dependent upon Middle Eastern oil and all the bullshit that goes on over there. And you know what? Everybody was for it. But now we're, you know, almost 30 years past that. And you're really thinking about um, trying to go oilless and go to solar and anything. But, you know, what we have been doing. But you know what? It doesn't happen overnight. As much as we would like it to, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. I mean, we could do a lot of other. It's funny that people act like this is the only thing we can do to impact the environment. Right. You know, right. like. Yeah, fuck off. Like <laughs> right, it's right, it's just not that simple. God. As you're as you're supporting, you know, the Brazilian forest and they Amazon just being chopped down for animals so that you can eat them. Uh, you better really you start you better start thinking how you can really impact the environment. Yes, that that's exactly right. And you know, that environment thing gets really tricky because you know, you'll have some countries around the world who are um well, all the countries are smaller than this country, but, you know, uh, particularly countries that are um, south of the equator and not in Europe and countries who are just getting um, access to a lot of the, not the, not so much the technologies, because all the technologies are there, but the widespread use of all those technologies in individual homes, right? So, so the things that we have, you know, in our homes, we have, you know, we have Wi-Fi and we have gas into our homes, electricity into our homes. We have all those things. And every home has those, plus plumbing and a toilet and everything like that. Yep. But you can find many places around the world that don't, where every home does not have that. Well, as those countries start getting all that, they're getting all that through the use of oil, right? Oil and gas. And, and plastic, you know, plastic is made with oil and all these products are made with oil. And so now you have these very wealthy Western nations, particularly the US and Europe, who, who are saying the whole world needs to cut back on this stuff. What are a lot of these other countries, you're talking like another 100, 150 countries are saying, what the fuck are you saying? We're just getting shit. <laughs> Psych, we're taking it back. <laughs> right. You, you big countries, you 
guys are the ones that ruin the air and the environment. It's not us. So now don't <laughs> cut us off. You know, <laughs> right? The biggest it's polluters like... in the right. The biggest polluters in the world are the U.S., China. You know, a couple of European nations. You know, like that. We're the biggest polluters, India, and so. But the rest of the country, like the world, is like, why should we have to turn off our lights? <laughs> You guys have been enjoying this shit for 150 years. Listen, there is Flint, Michigan still doesn't have running water. And Ohio is about to like, you're going to see an intake of the sickness that's happening from that railroad. Oh my God, that railroad thing. That's another one of those things where it's just, it's generational impacts to voting. Yeah. And and that's why, that's why I, I think the best way to vote is pragmatically. Like you, you can't get everything you want. And then, and then the other thing is, is I've, I've written about this before about voting so that other people aren't harmed, right? So like I wouldn't vote to ban abortions or ban um, uh, transgender um, uh, surgery coverage, or I wouldn't ban, you know, I wouldn't vote to just, you know, do just dumb shit like that because it harms other people. But at the same time, you see some policies that come out that says, well, you know what? I don't want to pay for um, rail security. I, I don't want any regulation on rail security. So I'm going to vote for the candidate who says I will eliminate all regulation. Donald Trump. President Obama put regulations in place specifically for rail, for trains who'd carry chemicals, through cities and towns, he said, these need to be better regulated. You need to have more people on those trains, blah, blah, blah. Donald Trump got in office and said, I'm getting rid of all those regulations. And here we are a couple of years later, we got poison destroying these towns. Crazy. It's insane. I mean, the, I was, I think it was yesterday I was reading. Oh, I mean, okay. We both know I was, my, my tagline on my TikTok account is, Wisconsin born, California raised. Because yeah. now I've been out here for 26 years, roughly. So 96, I came out here. Is that 26 years, roughly, maybe? So <clears throat> I am disappointed at where we are politically that's happening in Wisconsin, which is a major impact on the nation um, with, the, with their, um, what's the, on April 4th, they okay. are voting for is it the uh-huh. Supreme is it the court the Wisconsin Supreme Court? What is right? It is, yes, it's a uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court. Yeah, yes. that, and it's a mess. It's a mess because it, I was trying to figure out the major impact it has on the on the entire United States, but what is the what's the overview of that? <sighs> Exactly. Wisconsin, I know it's so awful because Wisconsin is generally, I think Wisconsin is what they call a purple state. It could go Democrat or Republican, depending on the candidate. But because Wisconsin is one of the most gerrymandered states. And what that means is the Republicans in charge over years and years have made it so that even though there are far more registered Democrats and and Democrats you get more Democrats who vote than Republicans because they because of the way they shape their districts. I mean, that's what gerrymandering is. You, you look at the map and say, where are all my voters? 
and then you build a district around where those voters are. Instead of, so instead of that district being logical to say, you know, this area of the city, this area of the city, this area of the city, and it'd be like a square circle, it won't look like that. It'll look like squiggly lines and really weird things because they gerrymander to make sure that people who would vote for them will be in offices. So even though you have far more Democrats in Wisconsin vote for Democrats, Republicans control their state legislature because by like seven to three, like it's crazy. And it's just through years and years of doing that kind of stuff. So anyway, they have um, a majority on the, on the Supreme Court and they're doing some crazy stuff. Like they just, they just approved a law um, that takes their abortion rights back to 1859. Oh my God. 1859. And it's just an anti-abortion bill. And they just use their language from 1850 1859. Oh right. And they're trying to do some other stuff um, that it would, it would, it would affect the rest of the nation because it would give, it would, it would put more an extra senator in office from from Wisconsin, and that just throws everything, everything off. So they're voting pretty soon, and it it matters to the whole nation what happens there, right? And so that if that Supreme Court, if that Supreme Court ends reproductive rights for women there, that shit spreads. It just yeah. spreads, and it just uh, it's off. It's just it's awful. Well, I mean, you have that, you have Texas who just took away um, education from, God, you know, I, I share this because sometimes I'm, I get scattered information and I don't have time to like dig into it before our podcast, but there was a law passed in Texas about taking education away from the teachers and the districts, but actually giving it to the politicians Yes. Something yes. along those lines. I, I saw it. I didn't get to dig into it. You yeah. probably did because, you know, you do everything. But um, yeah, yeah, they do. They, they're they trying to they're doing like Florida where they're just saying, yeah, you know what? We're well, Texas just took over the, the I think the first and second largest school district in the country, the Houston school district. Houston. And, yes. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. And so it, it's it's very it's like I tell my daughter, everything comes down to race. The Houston school district are mostly black and Hispanic, mostly Hispanic and black, I should say. And when you see parents complaining about schools and school authority, and it's not the districts, it should be the parents and stuff, the, the news pr- promotes that as a good story because there's always white parents that, that they promote that way. But if it's black and Hispanic, or in this case, for this Texas, it's Hispanic, Latino, and black, then it's you can't run your own schools. We have to take them over. And not only are we going to do that, we're not going to let you decide and vote on school district leadership on regular ballots and school boards, stuff like that. We're going to appoint people. We're going to appoint white people to run your schools. And we're going to tell you what your curriculum can be. It's no different than when my grandparents went to school in Texas in the early 20s. Oh, my God. It's brutal. It, it is brutal. And, and, it's just brutal. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's these we have to define this what it is, right? We have to call um we have to call if it if it if it sounds like a duck, then you call it a duck, right? So you yeah. have to say that 
this Texas and, and Florida to me are fascists. I mean, because they really are, are. They're, they're pressing ideas and behaviors, no drag shows, dictating, taking, banning books out of schools. Like yeah. that's that's the definition of fascism. It is. It is. And so the Supreme Court battle that's going on in Wisconsin is if the Republican wins, right, if they win and now they have a majority on the Supreme Court, and this is the biggest way it impacts the 2024 election, because the Republicans in Wisconsin believe that the court should have the right to throw out um, ballots. They should be able to throw out absentee ballots, student ballots, people that have moved recently. And all those categories are heavily Democrat, right? excuse me, Democratic voters. So if the election in 2024 is as close as it was um, in 2020, and the way it looks right now, because you can project these things even now, it looks like Wisconsin could be the deciding state. Oh my God. So now you have a 4-3 Republican Supreme Court in, in Wisconsin that says, stop counting and throw out all these ballots. Like they're saying they're going to do. Excuse me, they've given themselves the power to do that. So now, instead of it being tied or close, that decision just in that one state now swings, swings the, 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 the presidential election to Republicans. Oh that's how God. crucial this one vote is in Wisconsin right now. And so that's why you know, I've talked about this before, that voting is not just every four years with, for the president. It's the state elections, the school board elections. Those things matter way more because the power is being decided right now ahead of 2024. So all our Wisconsin people that are get and the woman that you should vote for, I wish I had her name. I can't think because the, the guy that is the Republican I, I mean, he just looks like a, the typical old white guy, but um, he really is. Yeah, I can't think of the woman's name that's on the ballot. Oh, I'll, I'll have to um, find it, and then maybe we could post it in our. Yes, I had her name. God, what is her name? I'll, 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 find, I'll find it again. Um, find yeah, it. it's just a shit show, and we are. I mean, of course, we sit here in California wishing we could just cut off our state and just float off into the ocean, but uh, we can't. Um, yeah, it's, and, and a lot of people won't call it fascism. A lot of people will say, no, it's just making sure that we're educating and, and yes. doing what's right and protecting our children. But the same people that want to protect our children won't implement gun laws. Right, right. And so that's how you know, it. it's just it's just bullshit. That lady's name in, in, in Wisconsin is um, Janet. Janet. Yeah, it's Janet. Her last name is hard to pronounce. Probably Janet Polish. Pro, yeah, she's Polish. Yeah, Prota Prota Siewicz. So P R O T A S I E W I C Z. See, we don't have names like that in California. Like no, that that, <laughs> that's a yeah. Polish name. That's where the settlers. That's where they landed. I will say. Uh, <laughs> I will say that. Get out there and vote for Janet. So yes, all Wisconsin yes. folks that listen to our podcast, get out there and vote for Janet. Vote April for Janet. You know what? She has a video on her website. I just looked up and she says, I've been teaching people how to pronounce my name my whole life. So she's <laughs> telling her, her name. Her name is Janet Protasiewicz. 
throw the sandwich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I my never, god. I would never remember that. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much bullshit happening. It, it's crazy where we are and and how I, we've said this probably every podcast where where we are as America where people from other countries are concerned for us like they're legitimately saying we are concerned for America yes absolutely yeah you want the best word and and I, that's a famous quote from um I want to, it's not Langston Hughes I can't think of his name, um, this black philosopher, I think in the 50s or 60s, but he said, because I love this country so much and I'm a native of this country, I retain the right to be as harsh in my criticism as I want to be. Mm. Yeah, and that's sort of, a, he didn't, those aren't the exact words, but yeah. And you know what? Yes, like that's the answer, that I want it to be better and to be better, you know what? I don't want, like I said before, I don't want the country to be harming people. Like, don't harm people. And a lot of what um, I said this to uh, someone, um, I was talking to a relative the other day. Tell me one thing that Republicans have done in the last 50 years that has actively helped people who are not millionaires. There's nothing. Wow. There's nothing. And even, you know, uh, Bill Clinton said it and Barack Obama said it. He said they will get their voter base angry. They will do something. Then they will make their voter base angry. And then they will get elected and they will do things that harm that same voter base. And then when Democrats try to clean it up, they tell the voter base it's the Democrats' fault. Oh. Yeah, it's 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 really bon- it's really bonkers. So yes. Anyway, um, so let me tell you something I, I read today that just freaked me out. Okay. Oh. Now, I haven't done a lot of research to know if it's true. Okay. But I saw it online and I, you know, I went down a little bunny trail to see if there were some experts that verified it. And I don't know if they're experts, but multiple people verified it. And it's okay. this that in general, in the um in the funeral home business, oh boy, that they prefer to hire women. Because men don't say often, it. Don't, don't say it. I, I I have a, I have a feeling I don't know where this is going, but okay, say it. I wish I could write it down so that I know that I'm aligned. When you say it, I'm going to be like, I knew it. Okay. Well. Because men do things to the corpses. I knew it. You know what? Yeah, you don't want a man cutting you in half. Remember our one episode you didn't know? <laughs> I can't. And that the I mean, let's let's consider this for a moment. That okay. they want women in the industry because men men will fuck around with corpses. Oh my god! That's I mean, I mean. Like, you know, you see this phrase, you see this little sentence on online, different places about men. It's usually from women. They'll just say, why are men? Like, or yeah. why are men? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and you know what? And somebody added on that when they found, um, it's the same with mummies. <laughs> yes, that, that when they find 
mummies who were women, those are the mummies that had been um, desecrated. What the fuck? Yes, that's crazy, huh? I can't even... I, I mean, I knew it. When you said, all you have to say is they want women to work in this industry because men. You, <laughs> I can just... <laughs> I can fill in the blank with what's going to come next. <laughs> the words. Oh my God. I, I, uh, yeah, that would, that's actually really disturbing. Not surprising, but disturbing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. So just the, you know, the random, the random things, you know, you just, find online so I, I that was just burning in my brain I thought I have to I have to share that with someone so you're a lucky person oh um, thank god yeah. so, so so what are you watching on tv these days so I well Ted Lasso came back yesterday so help we should get some sound effects um so Ted Lasso it's the started the the season three it is the last season i think they're only doing three seasons Um, maybe a fourth but i think the last i heard that this was the last season so um bummed bittersweet i just love ted lasso fucking shrinking is off the chart and you know some of the same shows i talked about last week shrinking the servant truth be told um all of my you know gray's anatomy station 19 my real housewives of New Jersey, Vanderpump Rules. Uh, It's just a plethora of collections of TV that I watch. And I watched The Whale. That was what I watched on Sunday because we had a lot of, we've been having a lot of rain here in California. And uh, I thought, you know, I got a lot of TV to catch up on because I still have not started you. And I thought I'm going to watch The Whale. I was interested to see one, I guess, just taken back interested to see how and where the movie would go and how somebody gets to that level of wanting to self-sabotage themselves with food. So um, it was very interesting. It was really sad. I'm not sure if I'd recommend it because I don't want to, I don't want to promote something that goes against what there's a lot of people trying to change. Right. So yes. um, Yes. Yeah. It was, interesting and sad that's what i can say about that movie what about you what are you watching um i have a couple of things so you know i told you about that series i was watching um the parent test oh yes yes yes, yes, I, yes. i'm telling you it's pretty entertaining so um so we finished that and it's 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 entertaining um okay. i just started the mandalorian on disney oh the baby yoda Yes, season two. His name is Groku, but you, you people that know nothing about science, especially you know, <laughs> you know, I do that to poke the bear. Like anytime someone says Mandalorian, I'm like, oh, baby Yoda. They get so fucking mad, man. <laughs> Somebody. Um, so it started. It's, there's only three episodes right now, but it's it's very very good. And Mr. Pedro Pascal, he, you know, he's the he's the Mandalorian. Oh yes, the yes. daddy. Yes. Uh, and then I fin- I just finished The Last of Us. Have you- Did you watch The Last of Us? Okay, so Pedro's also in The Mandalorian? Yeah, that's him. He's The Mandalorian. Uh, oh, he's not. <laughs> okay, so I did finish The Last of Us. Oh, Ooh, my God. How- it's so good. 
It's so good. He's so good in that. And that actress, that young girl is so good. Oh my God. Bella, Bella something. Bella, Bella Ramsey yes. or something. Yep, yeah. Bella. She is so there. She's so good. They're, they're a good, um, they're sort of like father daughter, even though yes. they're not, but yeah, they're, it's so, it ended so well. Like I, it was just absolute mayhem. I loved it. Mayhem. It was like, you know, it's going to have a, that season two is going to be pretty good. So, oh my God, it's going to be so good. That I think, I think I like this series better than any other series on HBO. Re- even okay. In, in that sort of category or just in general? I think in general. Wow. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think in general. I mean, there's some great series on HBO. You know, they have a, you know, just a great lineup of series, but I this one, I was like, this is really, really good. It's it lived up to the hype. And I think there are a few episodes that are standalone Emmy winners. Wow. You know, yeah, a few episodes that yeah, it's just it's that good. So I just finished that. And then um I finally started picking up again to watch. Abbott Elementary. Oh, just, I love it. I don't watch a lot of sitcoms, but that sitcom is so damn funny. So fucking um, funny. That principal yeah. fucking he sends is the me best. over. <laughs> sends me the fuck over, man. <laughs> See, I, I can't tell about any of the episodes, but there was one scene with her. Like, it was like the end of the school, or like winter break, and they were out at the club partying, and then the principal was just going buck wild in there. And then she was getting ready to leave. And then and then they were outside, and the lady, the little short lady was like, uh, what are you waiting on? She said, well, my boyfriend's coming to pick me up. And she was like, you have a boyfriend? <laughs> like, How long you had a boyfriend? She said, well, he's had me at his girlfriend for six years, but he only been my boyfriend for three. <laughs> <laughs> the one-liners, man, they're so, she delivers them impeccably. It's so good. And then her boyfriend shows up and it's, it's, it's NBA All-Star. <laughs> It's the Andre yes. Eagle Dollar for the Warriors, you know. Yes. <laughs> I <God>. saw that. <laughs> my God, I was dead. I was like, oh my God. That lady is, is not only is she super attractive, but she is just that her that character is fantastic. It's fantastic. It's so good. You know, you um I also forgot to. You're not watching Your Honor, huh? Or Mayor of Kingstown? I, um, I, okay, I started Mayor of Kingstown, and I think I'm like, uh, I haven't got far. Maybe like three. I'm three in or something like that. Of season one. <laughs> <laughs> Did you that finish was so Ozarks? <laughs> that was so judgmental. <laughs> oh my god! Yes, season one. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's so violent. I don't know how how well you're gonna do on that because you know you are not a person that enjoys or sees violence. I mean, it's there are some scenes that are there are some scenes in that where I think my a couple of my friends had to stop watching it because some of it got to like it got to them. They're like, this is this is actually super violent. So um just be cautious of that. You know, I won't judge yeah. you if you stop watching it. If the acting is really good, but the I think the season finales are both this weekend because we're talking about season finales and there's so many coming up because we should start seeing some spring shows starting soon. Ooh, okay. Yes. Like 
I this this is the say I'm now I'm not gonna be able to watch as much because the next couple of weeks, the next month is March Madness basketball. Oh, so that's gonna take up a lot of my TV viewing time because okay. it is the best sporting event in America because there are teams, college basketball teams from from all fifty states. That's crazy. It is a is truly a national tournament, and so you go from. I don't know, 68 or 72 teams that started yesterday. And by this Sunday, it'll be down, I think, to 16. By this Sunday? By this Sunday. Today, let me see. Today. The 19th? Yeah. By Sunday wow. night, we'll be down to the Sweet 16. Damn. Who do crazy. you predict? Who are you predicting to win? Woo. They're going um, to the championship. Oh my God! Um, I think I don't know. I, I don't know. Okay. I don't. But you, when we do our show next week, we get down to. I'm gonna do like President Obama. He he does it from from the Sweet Sixteen on. So I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do like President Obama. Okay, fair enough. <clears throat> well, so you're not. Did you watch Yellow Jackets? Were you a Yellow Jackets fan? On I, I, I don't have Showtime. No, I don't have oh, Showtime. Wow. Okay. Uh, but I am gonna start this week um, the Shrink Show. Oh, shrinking. Yes. Oh, my yes. God. So good. Yes. yes. Well, the pressure is too much. Yeah. I mean, it's about time. And I think um, for Yellow Jacket fans, the season premiere is March 24th, I think. So those have been waiting in anticipation for that. That's Christina Ricci and a couple other good actresses. But um, so shrinking is so good. And I, from what I heard, I don't look at reviews online, but I think it's getting annihilated and not in a good way online. Really? Yeah, I'm pissed about it. What? You know, yeah. sometimes I sometimes I hate that. I, I don't. I, yes. Right? It's just like this. Be ripping stuff. You know what? Because like for my magazine, I always do movie and TV reviews. And generally speaking, even if I didn't particularly like something, I would say, you know, but this would be good if you like something, something like this. And I never just rip something to shreds. Because why? Like it's just like it wasn't for me. But other people are gonna like that. It's and I think yeah, you know, like Rotten Tomatoes, it's at eighty one percent. I think it's like a seven point nine. I don't know. I've, I've heard people saying, "Oh, it's not that great," but they renewed for a second season, and I, Good. it's in my top five. Like I'm not gonna lie, it's it's definitely in my top five. Okay, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start that this week and um tomorrow because the the Marsh Madness the the Western Region Games are here in Sacramento. Oh shit! At Golden One. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So I'm taking my daughter tomorrow. There's four games here tomorrow, Thursday, four on Friday, and then I think two on Saturday, two on Sunday. So we're going tomorrow um, because we're not going to go see four games. We're going. They have it broken up into session one and session two. You can, but we're not going to do that. We're going to go to session two. And we're going to see two games. Like, I think the first one is at 430. The next one's at 7. Damn. And you had to pay. Did you have to pay to go watch that? Yeah. So our tickets were, we got pretty good seats because we get to see um, one of the teams playing is UCLA, California team. So our tickets were, we're like in the first deck. And they were probably about, I want to say about $60 a piece. Which, and, you get, and you get two games. Oh, that's not bad. That's not bad at all. I think I think 
Well, you know, once that Ticketmaster bullshit got added on, oh. it was probably like 170 or something like that. But it's two games. She's never been to a March Madness game. And, you know, she's willing to go and sit in the stadium. So we're just going to go chill out at the stadium tomorrow. Yeah, well, that stadium is Golden One is amazing. If you run, if anybody out there has tickets for the Warriors game next Friday, the 24th, yes, and wants to get them off their hands, like, let me let a bitch know. Yes, that, that's going to be a great game. Because, look. I took her to the. I took my daughter to the Kings game the other night because um, I try to go at least one per year. And this year's Kings team is the best team they've had in sixteen years. It's incredible. Yeah, they're, they're second in the conference. Yes, yes, and so the Kings will be in the playoffs. Like it's sort of a miracle they're going to be in the playoffs and they have a good seeding. And right now, the Kings have a better record than the Warriors. It's like they're better, right? And and the Warriors have struggled, injuries and all that kind of BS, but it doesn't matter. The Sacramento Kings are the number two seed in the West right now. And I'm t- I was telling my daughter, I said, you know what? They have a legitimate shot to get to, at least to the Western Conference Finals. Like, it's legit. So it's going to be fun to see what they do. And this city would go bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah. And like that whole little beat. area at Doko. It, man, it, we were there the other night. It was packed full of people. It was really nice. Oh, God. I, and you didn't even, I, your Uncle nope. Bill set you up. He set us. Uh, we were in like first deck, great seats. It was nice. Tell Uncle Bill I've always loved him and that he's my favorite uncle. <laughs> so, FYI, let a bitch know if he needs to get Metallic. tickets off his hands. All right, well, so where can people find you online? You can find me at Jen Van Lannen Veg on Instagram, Big Button a Smile on TikTok, Redheaded Vegan on Spoutable, Redheaded Vegan on Twitter. Again, I lurk on three of those. Instagram is where I post most of my entertaining stuff and where you can reach out to me at any time. Love to hear your feedback. Where can they find you? Find me on uh, Spoutable, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Um, basically, my name, Myron Clifton, Myron J. Clifton, Dear Dean. Um, check out my author page. I have some really good books out there. And um, subscribe to my monthly digital magazine. It's free. I get contributors from all over the country writing about really cool things that you don't always hear from the mainstream media. And again, it's free. Um, and rate this show. Review us. Share with your friends. We're almost at episode 50, Jen. So we're about halfway to our goal of 100 and, and being the number one show in the world. Woo! 50. I'm 50. 50, 50, 50. <laughs> <laughs> God, yes. Molly Shannon. Okay, I had to go out with that. Yeah, when we get to 50, we might have to just spend the whole episode. It would be too much to all the things that we hate because we do. We also have to talk next week about chat GPT. Are you familiar with like chat GPT and all that shit? Okay, we got to talk about that. And the first thing I want to talk about is why the fuck did they name it that? I I don't know. (laughs) Like, what the hell? Don't they have any marketing people? Who would name it chat GBT? It's like like when your phone or your computer suggests a certain password and it's like 30 letters long to make no sense. (laughs) Like, what? Who does that? Like, chat GTT. What? (laughs) I've used it too. I've used it to like, create an outline for a training program. I said, create me a training program outline. And it zipped it right up for me. Are you kidding? I am not. I am not at all. I I used it even to articulate 
how I want to tell somebody not to work so much in a good professional way. I said, type me up something that comes across like compassionate and with the, their best interest in mind. And that shit was done in like 30 seconds. Wait a minute. So you used to come to me for that. So chat GTT <laughs> has replaced me, motherfucker. <laughs> ChatGPT, no Myron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, you should. You'll have to check it out. We'll talk about it next week, and maybe you can do some cool stuff with it. Just put it. You'll go to ChatGPT, GPT, and you can get a little login. It's free. I think they're now with like a 4.0 version. Like right now, 3.0 is out there, and 4.0 already came out. Like, it's incredible. So we can talk about it next week. Are you 23? Like, what's <laughs> happening here? <laughs> you know what? I started sweating because I didn't sound like myself. <laughs> I was like, I was like, when did I become IT? I don't know, but we will talk about it next when I'm 23. Well, that's uh, <laughs> you know what? The next time before you log into this show, I'm going to send you one of those other things you got. Is this a sidewalk? You got to press all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> Not a robot. Woo, <laughs> <laughs> child. Okay, next week. So are we at 50? We'll find out. I think we're at 49. I think today's 49. All right, cool. All right. Well, have a great uh, rest of your week. I'll talk to you later. He's out. He's out.